Welcome to Flashback to a Fabulous Future with Cheryl Johnson. Over the next hour, you'll learn how the past influences the future and how you can create a fabulous future for yourself. Now, here's Cheryl. Welcome to Flashback to a Fabulous Future. We are on a journey to understand the past so that we can move forward into the future with focus and energy. The history of our country is unique and special. When we say that we are a melting pot, that's not just cliché. We are truly a mix of people from all parts of the world and a multiplicity of cultures. That is our strength. That strength was born out of a host of challenges. It continues to grow and mature out of continuing challenges. So let me share a story from my own life, which may provide a little background that you might be able to relate to. So during my first marriage, my husband and I both came from small towns. We both came from the same basic socioeconomic background. We had shared interests and common friends. We shared similar beliefs about how children should be raised. Even with all these similarities, the marriage did not last. The canyon that existed was our religious beliefs. This chasm manifested itself in how we conducted ourselves in our day-to-day activities. Underpinning that chasm was my ex-husband's unwillingness to be honest and forthright about his day-to-day activities. Thus, the ultimate demise came from a complete and total lack of trust. At the foundation of any successful relationship is trust. When people arrived in the new world, they settled into different areas and created vastly different communities. Although they shared some ideals and beliefs, their everyday activities were totally distinct from one another. From how they made a living to what food they ate, there was no unified way of life that all settlers followed. This meant that while there might have been some commonalities in ideals and beliefs, there were also vast differences that separated these communities. It was these differences in lifestyle that ultimately ended up defining the different cultures of the settlers, making it challenging for all of them to be unified under one identity. The lesson here is clear. Having similar beliefs does not guarantee a shared identity, one that creates a strong bond. But embracing these differences and recognizing their importance can create a true connection between different people. Without this, any common bond will remain tenuous at best. The idea of having similar beliefs but living vastly different lifestyles applies to many other scenarios in life. Whether it's members of the same family, colleagues working in the same company, or even citizens of the same country, sometimes our differences seem far more important than any similarities. If we want to really form a meaningful connection with someone else, we must look beyond the surface level similarities and take into account each other's unique lifestyles and backgrounds. Only then can we begin to create a true bond and create a shared identity. Much like two married people may be totally different in many ways, most successful relationships are built on a shared identity. We don't have to be alike to have successful relationships, but we do need a common bond. So let's look at some of the political differences that exist in society today. Some people believe that government should provide a safety net for people who are struggling financially. 
Others believe that people should be responsible for their own financial well-being. The issue of government intervention in the economy is a divisive one and has been since the Great Depression of the 1930s. The Great Society program stepped in to save people from financial ruin and provided support for those in need. This has caused a divide between different generations, with baby boomers and earlier generations less likely to believe that the government should be responsible for taking care of people's financial needs. But at the core, I believe we all agree that we want everyone to live a life free from abject poverty. How we achieve that is where people tend to disagree. But we do have a shared connection, our basic humanitarian desire to make sure people have their needs met. So let's explore a different issue. People may disagree on the question of free speech and its limitations. On one hand, some may argue that it is necessary to restrict free speech in order to ensure the greater good. This argument places emphasis on protecting public health or other collective interests over individual freedoms. However, others view freedom of speech as a basic right that should not be compromised. This point of view maintains that it is up to the individuals to evaluate the information they hear and make their own decisions without censorship imposed by the government. During the COVID-19 pandemic, this tension between public health measures and individual rights was particularly evident. Some people felt that those who wanted less stringent restrictions on free speech were being prevented from speaking out. Ultimately, the question of how much free speech should be limited and how it affects the public is complex and can be difficult to answer. It is ultimately up to individuals and society to decide where the boundaries lie. But our common bond is that we all want to ensure public safety. Just because one side believes that the line should be drawn in a certain place and the other side believes that the line should be drawn in a different place does not mean that ultimately we both don't want the same end result. It's just how we get there where people differ. Ultimately, all people must recognize that freedom is messy and understand that compromise is often necessary in order to ensure both individual freedoms and collective interests. As the world continues to grapple with the question of how we can balance these two objectives, it is important that we remain open to different points of view and strive to find solutions that are beneficial for all. This can be a challenging task, but it is the only way to ensure that everyone's freedoms are respected and protected. Only then will we have achieved true freedom. The challenge of blending multiple cultures is not unique to the United States. Countries all over the world have struggled to reconcile their own varied backgrounds and create a cohesive society. Even in countries with dominant cultural majorities, minority populations often struggle to find acceptance and respect. It's often only through dialogue and understanding that these issues can be resolved. In the United States, it's been a gradual journey toward acceptance and understanding. It began with early immigrants from Europe who sought out opportunities in America hoping to build better lives for themselves. They were quickly followed by new waves of people from other parts of the world, Latin America, Asia, Africa, and beyond. In time, those diverse cultures blended in ways that helped shape the American identity. Today, the challenge of blending different cultures remains. 
but through education and mutual understanding, our nation has come to embrace a more inclusive view of its heritage, one that is defined not by where we came from, but by what we can become when we come together. We may not have all the answers yet, but as a nation of immigrants, we'll continue to strive for unity and progress. When it comes to melding communities, trust is a major issue. If people don't feel like they can trust those around them who may hold different beliefs or views, it becomes difficult to see them as anything other than enemies. This mistrust can breed suspicion and cause people to doubt the motivation of others. Without trust, it becomes difficult to find common ground or unite for a common purpose. Mistrust and suspicion can quickly lead to fighting and try to prove that one's own ideas are right, rather than working together to find a solution that works for everyone. Building trust is essential in order to bridge any gaps between communities and create a unified, strong society. So how do you build trust? Step one is understanding how the other person thinks and caring genuinely in their thoughts and beliefs. In this podcast, we will explore the various political, social, and economic climate of the time period and how it exacerbated the conflict of that time period. We will look at how these conflicts changed the nation's landscape for better or worse. Additionally, we will examine how each of us can come together to bridge divides between us and promote understanding so that we can create a more unified future. By learning from the past, we can equip ourselves to work together and create a better tomorrow. Through this show, we will strive to identify our commonalities and use them as a platform for progress. It is our hope that this journey through history will lead us to a brighter future where everyone's voice is heard. Together, we can make positive changes in our society and work together to create a more unified nation. Let's learn from the past, let's look toward the future, and let's make it count. So join us for this enlightening journey through history. Let's take a short break. When we return, we will explore briefly the topics of future episodes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sometimes you need to look back to look forward. History is prologue. Has there ever been a time where history did not repeat itself for better or for worse? Listen to Flashback to a Fabulous Future, where we will explore ancient history, modern history, and personal history to see how we can use history to motivate and inspire you to create a fabulous future for yourself. The fifth principle of cooperative management is all about education. We rely on education, particularly historical education, to empower you. Flashback to a Fabulous Future with Cheryl Johnson. Weekly episodes available on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Flashback to a Fabulous Future. Hopefully you are learning the tools you need to build a fabulous future for yourself. Now let's get back to the show with Cheryl. Welcome back to Flashback to a Fabulous Future. Hopefully you are learning the tools you need to build a fabulous future for yourself and those around you. First, we will explore the age of exploration. This period explores people like Christopher Columbus, settlements like Jamestown and Roanoke, along with the Mayflower and the Pilgrims. The Age of Exploration lasted from the 15th through the 17th centuries. This was the period when Europeans searched the globe for trading routes and natural resources. It resulted in the founding of numerous colonies in North America by the French, British, and the Spanish. During that episode, we will also look into the colonial area where we will explore religious breakoffs and the establishment of the 13 colonies. The colonial era is a fascinating period in American history. It covers the time from when the European countries first created colonies in North America to the time of our independence. It focuses on the history of the 13 British colonies. In the next podcast, we will move on to the Federalist period. This era is when both George Washington and John Adams were presidents. Each was a member of the Federalist Party, though Washington did include members of the Anti-Federalist Party in his government as well. During that episode, we will also look at the age of Jackson. It was the time between 1815 and 1840. It was an era during which the involvement of the American people in elections and the powers of the presidency were greatly increased. In that episode, we will also explore the westward expansion. From the first settling of America, the colonists had a desire to find new, undeveloped land to the West. Over time, they felt they had a right to settle from sea to shining sea under a manifest destiny. From Jefferson's Louisiana Purchase to the California Gold Rush, this was a great time of American expansion. It shaped most of the nation that we know today. From there, we'll move on to the next podcast and shine a light into a dark period in our history and the war between the states. The war between the states was a time of significant conflict in our country. When we say that brother fought against brother, that was literal as well as metaphorical. It is one thing to fight an enemy. It is another thing to fight your own family. Family disputes are always more intense and leave a more lasting imprint on posterity. We will move to the period of Reconstruction after that. At the end of the Civil War, the U.S. Congress adopted a Reconstruction effort to help reorganize and reassimilate the southern states. It lasted from 1866 to 1877 and was an extremely turbulent period for the nation. Although not bloody, it certainly was a different type of war. This contributed to the launch of the Great Industrial Revolution, with some people enjoying what has been termed the Gilded Age, where railroad and oil tycoons emerged. In addition, women were seeking a more significant role in the public square, and they sought out and won the right to vote with the women's suffrage movement. 
complicate it all with the morality that alcohol was playing on the national stage. The fascinating Prohibition era was a time when America decided to legally give up drinking alcohol. Unfortunately, the experiment ended in failure with the growing crime rates and lawlessness. In World War I, although we thought the armistice of World War I would bring peace to the world, it only ushered in a new world war, and although the United States was determined to remain neutral, our fate and the fate of other nations would pave a different future for us all. The Great Depression was caused in part by the stock market crash of the 1930s, and it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt who brought the nation out of this period. In the process, he implemented many changes that would shape modern America under the idea of a great society. From there, we'll move on to the next podcast, and we will explore the Korean War and the rise of McCarthyism and the era of the Cold War. The Cold War was a standoff between two major superpowers left at the end of World War II, the United States and the Soviet Union. They both tried to further their own ends by influencing nations around the world, primarily Korea and Vietnam. The period was marked by conflict and increasing tensions that only resolved with the fall of the Berlin Wall and the breakup of the Soviet Union in 1991. This upheaval laid the foundation for a future of civil conflict and what I will term the future of mistrust. Mistrust of your neighbor, mistrust of your employer, and mistrust of the government. At this point, only the seeds of mistrust were planted. They would not fully mature until decades later. This is the time when the CIA coined the term conspiracy theory to counter many of their underground efforts. The term is a staple in our current lexicon and is used to disparage people who challenge the accepted and oftentimes incorrect narrative. Although the next era was considered peaceful compared to the previous world wars, there was social upheaval at home. During the 1960s, the social fabric of our country was changing, and this change would manifest itself in many interrelated events. Riots wreaked havoc on many cities throughout the country. Assassinations of President Kennedy and his brother along with Martin Luther King rocked the nation. The cry for civil rights got louder and more prominent. This period ended in the resignation of a president of the United States, Richard Nixon. The tears in the fabric of society were getting larger and deeper. No longer did people feel like the other side were people who simply viewed life through a different lens. They were the enemy. The idea that we were fundamentally a flawed nation began to infiltrate our institutions and schools. People no longer wanted to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Many felt that our foundations were based on evil people with sordid intentions. Enter Ronald Reagan and the morning in America would usher in a short but beloved, by some, period of time where faith in America was being restored. During his time in office, there was another stock market crash in 1988, and the crash of many credit unions would set the economy back for a short time. Ronald Reagan's revolution sought to restore the faith in American values and institutions while also challenging traditional political forces. His policies aimed to reduce government regulations, shrink taxes, improve economic growth, strengthen defense capabilities, and bolster law enforcement initiatives. On the social front, his presidency championed conservative family values and patriotism across the country. In addition to his policy changes, 
Ronald Reagan was known for his optimism and sense of humor that resonated with many Americans. His upbeat attitude helped shift the direction of a nation spiraling into despair after years of slow economic growth, rising crime mates, and waning faith in American and government institutions. He showed people that they had something worth believing in again, a strong America, capable of achieving great things if its citizens worked together. The Reagan revolution had a lasting impact on the American political landscape and left an indelible mark on the nation's history. Enter Bill Clinton and the dot-com bust. In the 1990s, it was the decade of the Clintons. Although Bill Clinton was a master politician and someone more interested in furthering his political career than being married to ideology, his wife Hillary was a product of the 60s and as much of a controversial person as her protege, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. To his credit, Bill Clinton did what he could to work within the system to further the success of the average American. The Newt Gingrich contract with America was a joint venture between Congress and President Clinton. The economy continued down its road to prosperity that was ushered in under Reagan. The late 90s were an era of great economic growth, with the dot-com bubble booming. Unfortunately, this did not last. The stock market crash of 2000 caused a dot-com bust, leading to a recession that lasted until 2003. President Clinton's response to the crisis was twofold. He encouraged Congress to pass fiscal policies that would stimulate economic growth, and he backed monetary policy decisions from the Federal Reserve Board that sought to ensure price stability and prevent further increases in unemployment. Through these measures, Combined with the assistance of other international organizations such as the International Monetary Fund or the IMF, Clinton was able to lead America out of its difficult economic position and set it on a course for continued growth and prosperity. In his last year in office, the economy was able to achieve a record-breaking 5.8% growth rate, showing that Clinton's policies had been effective in restoring stability and encourage economic expansion. In conclusion, while the dot-com bust of 2000 caused widespread economic hardship, President Clinton's actions were instrumental in helping America emerge from the recession relatively quickly and successfully. Then, 9-11 and the Patriot Act. As we entered the new millennium, we also entered a period of turmoil throughout the world. Although not on the scale of previous world wars, terrorists throughout the country were gaining steam in their efforts to garner attention to their cause by attacking citizens rather than enemy combatants. Nowhere was that more clear than what happened on 9-11. It is a day that will go down in infamy along with Pearl Harbor and the attack on Fort Sumter. These, along with Lexington and Concord, could all be categorized as the shots heard around the world. The 9-11 attacks, also known as the September 11th attacks, were a series of coordinated terrorist attacks by al-Qaeda that took place on September 11, 2001. Nineteen terrorists hijacked four commercial passenger planes and deliberately flew them into various targets in the United States. Two planes were flown into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City. One plane was flown into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., and one plane crashed near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, after passengers attempted to take control of it from the hijackers. 
As a result of these attacks, 2,996 people were killed and over 6,000 others were injured. The destruction caused by this attack led to the launch of two military operations, Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan and Operation Iraqi Freedom in Iraq. The 9-11 attacks were one of the most devastating terrorist events to ever have occurred, and it has left an indelible mark on American history. Under the guise of making us safer, several new efforts were implemented by the federal government. First and most chilling for future generations would be the Patriot Act. Next was the new three-letter agency in the federal government, the Department of Homeland Security. Due to the fear instilled in people on 9-11, they were welcomed with open arms as an effort to thwart enemies abroad. Today, they are used to target political enemies of the state. Under the Bush administration, we entered what would be determined as the forever wars shortly after 9-11. To this day, we are still engaged in never-ending conflicts that simply evolve from one geographical place to another. Then the crash of 2008 and the housing crisis. The idea that owning your home is a right and not a privilege became popular in the 1990s. This led to easier access to mortgages with low interest rates and no money down requirements. However, this also made it easier for people to default on their loans. When the housing market collapsed, many subprime lenders were left holding the bag. Insurers like AIG could no longer afford to bail them out, leading to widespread financial instability. Today, more caution is used when providing mortgage loans to ensure that those who take them out can afford the payments. This help protects both lenders and borrowers from experiencing the same financial hardships seen in the 1990s. In 2008, Obama's election to the presidency was a milestone, but in my opinion, it should not be viewed only in terms of race. While he did break racial barriers, we should recognize and appreciate that Obama was an incredibly skilled politician who worked hard for his success. His policies and beliefs aligned with those of Hillary Clinton, Jeremiah Wright, Bill Ayers, and Bernadine Dorn. He earned his place as president just like anyone else, regardless of skin color or gender. Even though some people may have voted for Obama primarily because he was black, it is important to remember that there were many more who saw him as the best candidate for the job. We must move past oversimplifying history to fit our own agendas And we must look at Obama's election not solely as the result of a racial victory, but as an example of change and progress for our nation. Obama showed that hard work, dedication, and perseverance can lead to success no matter who you are. He is proof that anyone can achieve their dreams if they put in the effort. This should be celebrated by all Americans, regardless of race or gender. Obama's legacy should be remembered with pride and admiration not just because he was the first black president, but because his election symbolized how far we have come as a nation. It showed that American values and hard work and dedication above all else proves the power of democracy. The true significance of Obama's presidency lies in his message, one which must continue to build. Well, let's try that again. The true significance of Obama's presidency lies in this message one that we must continue to build on today. Obama showed us that anything is possible and that it's never too late to make a difference. 
let us use Obama as an example of what we can all achieve together, no matter what our differences are. And then finally, as we move into today and what has been called the information age. The information age brought about the rise of the internet and social media. In the last 200 years, we have moved from an agricultural society to an industrial society and now to an age of information. With the vast expansion of knowledge and information has come intense scrutiny on people who do not buy into the talking points of various media outlets. Many social media platforms are used to promote media narratives and censor other competing narratives deemed unacceptable by the government. Information is plentiful on both sides of the argument, and it can be challenging to find the truth somewhere in between. This has led to brother fighting brother again over issues of the COVID pandemic and election integrity issues. These deep divisions are once again tearing us apart on a grand scale. There does not seem to be any middle ground. Either you believe the accepted narrative in the mainstream press, or you believe they are lying to you for political and financial reasons. Either you believe they are telling you the truth to protect you and your freedom, or you believe they are stripping you of your freedom. It is essential to be aware of media bias and how it might impact your own perspective on certain issues. The chasm grows wider every day. Trust is all but destroyed on both sides of the argument. So how do we bridge that gap and learn to trust again? If you want to share your knowledge and ideas, find someone who thinks like you and share with them. It will give you the opportunity to practice sharing in a safe place, and they can challenge you in a friendly way. Practice in warm environments before you jump into the lion's den. If we want to learn to trust again, we need to start by listening to each other. That means really listening with the intent of understanding, not just responding. If the person we're talking to doesn't seem interested in having a respectful conversation, it's best to just politely walk away. But if they're interested in dialogue, then it's important to listen first and only share our own thoughts after they've had a chance to speak. When we do share our own viewpoints, it's helpful to frame them with the disclaimer that they're just our own opinions and ideas. By doing this, we can start to rebuild trust by showing mutual respect. By taking the time to truly listen and engage in dialogue, we can bridge the gap that's grown between us. With understanding comes trust, and with trust comes respect. It's the only way to rebuild bridges and have meaningful conversations. So let's start listening and engaging in respectful dialogue. It's the best way to reach a better understanding of each other. P.S. Listening is an important ingredient for successful relationships, both professionally and personally. Don't forget that. So what else can you do to make a difference? One of the best ways to make a difference is to invest in your family. This means taking care of them, spending quality time with them, and being financially responsible and setting aside money for future needs. By investing in your family, you are providing them with a secure foundation, which will help them better navigate life's challenges. Furthermore, it sets an example for others around you and shows that supporting one another is important. Another way to support your family is to set boundaries and establish clear expectations from everyone involved. This helps create healthy relationships within the family unit, as well as promote respect between members. Finally, stay positive and be willing to compromise when needed. This will ensure harmony amongst all those involved. All these efforts can have a long-lasting and positive impact on your family, society, and future generations. 
So make a difference today by investing in your immediate family and your national family. In addition to investing in your family, there are other ways you can make a difference by giving back to your community. This can be done through volunteering, donating money or resources to causes that matter to you, and speaking up for those who cannot do so for themselves. Making an effort to help those less fortunate than you is a powerful way of showing compassion and understanding toward others. It also helps build bridges between different social groups and encourages solidarity. Ultimately, this leads to more unified societies that have greater potential for developing solutions that benefit everyone involved. So reach out today and make a difference with your time and resources. You will be making a meaningful contribution that will leave lasting results in your local community. And most important, turn to your faith. Our country's beliefs and values stem from the Judeo-Christian faith, which emphasize love, peace, justice, mercy, humility, and forgiveness. These are the foundations of most religions worldwide and on which our laws have been built and continue to be upheld today. By returning to these essential principles and using them as guiding lights for society's future direction, we can ensure that our nation remains safe and prosperous for generations to come. Then, understand the history and motivations of the Founding Fathers by taking our Constitution Alive course. This will enable you to form an informed opinion on the ideas and help you form a vision for the future. The course is fun, interactive, and provides a comprehensive overview of the Constitution so that you don't have to rely on information from the media, which may be biased or inaccurate. By learning about the Founding Fathers' wisdom, you can decide whether or not you agree with their views and understand how changes are implemented in this country. Take this opportunity to gain knowledge of your rights as a United States citizen. So sign up for Constitution Alive today and get informed. Lastly, decide which problems you want to tackle. Are there national issues you want to take on or are there issues that are more local to your community? Do you want to be a leader or a contributor? What level of involvement do you want to have in solving problems? To get started, our What Can I Do website offers valuable resources and information on a variety of topics related to issues facing our communities today. Here you will find ideas for projects, advice from experts in the field, and tips for getting organized and advocating for change. With this tool at your disposal, it's never been easier to make meaningful contributions towards cultivating positive social change. So start exploring today and find out what you can do to make a difference. Every small action counts. And then discover your inner co-oper. Are you ready to take action and make a positive impact in your community? Look no further because the Fifth Principle Learning Cooperative is here to empower you to become a problem-solving co-oper. Our mission is to bring order to chaos by building self-reliant communities through the development of servant leaders who work together to solve local problems. Together, we can share our skills and resources to create a sustainable future ecosystem that supports humanitarian, economic, and infrastructure projects. To join our movement, ask yourself the following questions. Do you enjoy bringing people together to achieve self-reliance? Do you have a passion for making a difference in your community? Are you motivated by inspiring others to reach their full potential? Are you excited about learning new skills and knowledge? And do you want to play a role in restoring order in your local community by solving problems? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we invite you to join our membership group and embark on a journey of personal and professional growth. Through our educational programs, you will gain a deeper understanding of our Constitution and history, 
develop resilience to overcome challenges, and learn about the cooperative business model as a means to revive the economy. You will also discover the principles of quiet leadership, customer service, and quality learning programs that are essential for success in any business. Additionally, you will learn about the benefits of living locally and how to fund your efforts. Continue to join us in this podcast as we explore historical inflection points where freedom fighters overcame adversity and succeeded. Together, we will make our own history and come out victorious. Let's do this together. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Flashback to a Fabulous Future. We hope today has helped you understand how the past influences the future and created the present. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.